Now, does it make sense to lock in a 30-year fixed at 6%? It depends on how long you're going to be in a house and what rates do in the meantime. But the point is, there's a significant savings that can be had if you do an adjustable rate in the short term. Hey, it's Justin Harvey. Thanks for tuning in to the Anesthesia and Pain Management Success Podcast. With APM Success, we take a close look at important topics pertaining to business, practice management, personal finance, and careers for anesthesiologists and pain management physicians. We work hard to take your critical questions straight to the experts. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to episode 199 of APM Success, closing in on our bicentennial episode, which is a very exciting milestone. Couple quick announcements before we dive into today's topic. Next week, I'm excited to be bringing back friend of the show, Dr. Tim Deere, to celebrate number 200. The week after that, I'm talking to CEO of Upside Health, Rachel Traubman, and some of the great tools that her and her team are building and implementing with private practitioners that opens up new revenue streams for them. Uh, as you know, I'm always interested in trying to unearth those tools that are most useful for docs in the private practice setting. So make sure you tune in for that. Today, I wanted to cover a topic that has come up a lot in the client work that I've been doing recently. It just so happens that I've got a handful of clients who all are in the home buying process. And with what's happening with interest rates in the last six to 12 months or 12 to 18 months, a lot of the conventional thinking around home purchase, mortgage amount, interest rates has been evolving and changing in some cases. Specifically, there was a time (laughs) like 18 months ago and prior when doing a 30-year fixed or a 15-year fixed in terms of the mortgage product made a lot of sense in almost every case. And there was not a lot of premium in opportunity to do an adjustable rate mortgage, meaning the interest rates for a 5 or 7-1 arm, arm ARM is adjustable rate mortgage, so a 5-1 arm would be a mortgage that you get that stays the same for five years. And then every year after that, it resets according to some benchmark rate. The five and seven one arm rates were very close to the 15 year fixed or the 30 year fixed rates. And in that context, it doesn't make sense to have all that upside risk. Why would I get a five one arm at two and a half percent if I can have a 30 year fixed at 3%? Because the time frame over which I'm locking in this rate 30 years is almost guaranteed to be much higher than 3% over the long term. So it's it makes a lot of sense to lock in that longer term rate by doing a 30-year or 15-year fixed when rates are very low. That is no longer the case. Rates are no longer very low. They have come down a little bit in the last month or two, but they're still significantly higher than they were during those <laughs> what may end up being generational lows of a couple of years ago and prior. So what this means is there are new mortgage instruments that are worth considering for physicians who are buying that in the past I didn't advise in most cases. Now, obviously, for any listeners, you want to make sure that you're making any significant financial purchase decisions in conjunction with a trusted advisor. So none of what follows should be construed as financial advice in your circumstances. This is just educational and informational and hopefully entertaining in order to help you understand what the options are out there. So one of the just to give you like a boots on the ground perspective, one of the mortgage rate spreads that I've been running recently was looked like this across the different products. I had a client who was buying a house for 2 million bucks and at the low end, the five, one arm, meaning it's locked. The rate is locked for five years. And then every 
year after that, the rate resets according to a benchmark rate, meaning if interest rates go up over time, you're going to have that same payment on the 5-1 arm for five years. And then in year, at the beginning of year six, the payment will reset to whatever happened with interest rates in the interim. The 5-1 arm was about 5%. The 7 and 10-1 arms were a little bit higher than that. The 30-year fixed was all the way up at 6%. So the difference between the 30-year fixed and a 5-1 arm was about 1%. So in terms of the actual monthly payment, what that would mean is, let me do some quick math here, a difference of about uh, $3,700, $3,800 a year. Uh, actually, let me uh, let's see. Yeah, on a on a two million dollar home value, it's about thirteen hundred bucks a month. So this is real; it's fifteen thousand dollars a year of interest cost on the front end that your payment is going to be expanding or contracting based on if you're doing a five one arm or a thirty year fixed. Now, does it make sense to lock in a thirty year fixed at six percent? It depends on how long you're going to be in a house and what rates do in the meantime. But the point is, there's a significant savings that can be had if you do an adjustable rate in the short term. So who should consider an adjustable rate mortgage? A couple cases in which I see that it makes sense. One of them is I just finished training, I'm moving to a place, and it's where either me and my spouse don't have any family, we maybe want to have a child or two, and we want to work at a certain job for a period of time. But longer term, we see ourselves moving back home to where our family is. This is a pretty common sort of set of facts that I see that an adjustable rate mortgage would make sense. If I think I'm only going to be in a house for five or seven years, then I can comfortably have a 5-1 arm or a 7-1 arm. By the way, these are also sometimes called a 5-6 or a 7-6 because the reset rate is every six months instead of every 12. But that's a context in which it actually is a perfect opportunity to lock in the lowest rate you, you can access by doing this 5-1 arm and not have the upside risk. Because the risk, if you get a 5-1 arm, is that if I live in a house for 15 years, at the beginning of year six, my rate goes from 5% to 7.9% because of what happened with the benchmark rate in the intervening five years. Or, you know, historically, if we look at the 70s and 80s, there were mortgage rates in the 12, 15% range or higher. So there is historical precedent for that. Who knows if we'll end up back there, but that's like the worst case scenario is your rate gets reset from five to seven or eight or nine. Now these arms do have a cap built in so that every year they can't adjust more than, you know, a percent or two or three or four. You'll have to look at the terms of your mortgage, but it's not out of the question that rates could spike over a five-year time frame. But if you're going to move, it doesn't matter. So that's a good opportunity to say, yeah, 5-1 arm is something that makes sense for me. A 7-1 arm or a 10-1 arm, these function similarly, and they tend to price in between, meaning if the 5-1 arm is the best rate at 5%, maybe a 7 and a 10 would be at 5.25 and 5.5 respectively. What you get for that is a longer period of fixed rate, meaning you have a, a locked-in guaranteed rate for a longer period of time. You don't have it locked for the entire 30-year the way you do with a fixed mortgage, but you do have some additional protection if you think you're going to be in a house for a longer period of time. If you weren't one of the lucky ones that locked in this, you know, 2.99 30-year fixed a couple years ago, these products, which have historically not been worth considering, now make a lot of sense, especially for these younger physicians. Now, here's another key question that I would pose to somebody making this home buying decision. 
If you're only going to be somewhere for five years or less, does it even make sense to buy? Because the market can move against you. And this is one of those opportunities to potentially consider, should we just rent? Should we either get a a nice apartment or a house where we don't have to worry about if the roof leaks, we don't have to worry about, you know, if the toilet breaks, we just call the landlord, assuming they're a decent landlord, and they come and fix it. And in a lot of cases, it might make sense to even pay a premium to do that in order to uh, sort of export (laughs) the drama that comes with having to maintain and upkeep a property. The counterpoint to that And the reason that people often want to buy is because, well, look at what's happening with real estate prices. I don't want to miss out on building equity. What I frequently find is that you can actually, and this is true in a lot of markets, you can rent a much nicer house. I have friends here in Portland where say there's a a million dollar house that they're renting for five, $5,500 a month. If they were to purchase that house, the, the mortgage payments would be seven or $8,000 a month. So depending on the price point and depending on the local market, it can make a lot of sense to actually rent because you can get something much nicer and the cost is much lower. And it's worth considering, do we even need to buy at all right now if we're considering an adjustable rate? That's one of the ways that you can really keep your life simple. Another reason to not buy in this context is, well, if you're going to move in a few years anyway, and you're not exactly sure when, it's your contract up for renewal in two years, and you did buy that home, and you don't like the renewal term, or there's some sort of departmental shift with your employer or whatever, and you want to enact the exit plan of going back home to where grandma and grandpa can be around the little ones and help us with childcare. If you want to enact that earlier, and you've already purchased a home, then you're stuck having to make this transaction on an illiquid asset at a time when there's a lot of other moving parts in your life and you're going to be wishing that you had rented anyway. So there's a great case to be made for the 5-1 or 7-1 arm right now. But I would also say if you're considering that, consider renting for another year or two. Finally, one of the other options that has made sense in the past is the the 15-year fixed. And one of the good things about a 15-year fixed is you pay off your mortgage really, really fast because the principal and interest the payments are much higher and the proportion of dollars that goes to your principal at the outset is significantly higher than it is on a 30-year fixed. So for example, if I just use a concrete example here of a million dollar house, I'm going to actually, I'll for our friends on YouTube, let me share my screen. I'm looking at a Zillow mortgage calculator here. If we have a million dollar house and a 30-year fixed at 6%, this is a $7,200 a month payment. If I flip that to a 15-year fixed at, call it five and a quarter, it's a $9,200 payment. So because of the difference in amortization, I'm paying an extra $2,000 a month. So I go from 72 on a 30-year to 92 on a 15-year. But the benefit of that extra $2,000 a month is I literally cut in half the number of months that I'm paying. So instead of a 360 month repayment term, it's 180. Now, what we're seeing now in the with market interest rates is the the 15 year was pretty accessible for a lot of people 2 years ago. I'm seeing a lot less cases in which a 15 year makes sense unless you're in a pretty affordable market where that locking in that shorter time frame and that shorter amortization schedule still makes sense. The other nice thing about 
taking out a mortgage in this environment is you can always refinance. So this was very popular again, a handful of years ago, as rates came down and down and down. If you lock in 6%, you can refi into a 5% mortgage. If prevailing rates come down and the bank is offering a refinancing opportunity. That's something that I'm probably going to continue to keep a close eye on for my friends and clients that are locking in these rates in the five to six range. If rates do come down, there's an opportunity there to lower your monthly cost, reduce the interest cost, and get into a product that is perhaps a better fit. And that can even be an opportunity to go from like a 30-year fixed or even a 5-1 arm to a 15-year fixed. In that case, your payment is going up a little bit, but you're significantly reducing the amount of interest that you're paying and you're building equity more quickly. So this is sort of a scattershot approach to some of the things that I'm seeing with clients right now. But the bottom line is the the home purchase decision is a complex one. There's a lot of variables that go into it around your career, geography, what real estate markets are doing from city to city, if you're urban or rural, and the demand happening in those different geographic locales. So certainly it warrants some thoughtful consideration. And I would encourage you, if you're considering purchasing, to look at these other financing options, namely the adjustable rate mortgages, if you haven't considered them in the past, because they haven't been desirable for a long time, but now they can, especially as part of a specific approach that is time-bound, where I only want to be somewhere for five or seven or 10 years. I don't want to pay the 30-year fixed prices because the interest rates are higher on those. And I can't afford the 15-year fixed because the amortization schedule is shorter. So the monthly payment is very high. A 5-1 or 7-1 could be a useful tool in this circumstance. So hopefully that's helpful. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Talk to you next week. If you liked what you heard this week, head on over to apmsuccess.com where you can find more content and free resources to help you build a successful career in anesthesia and pain management. If you wanted to leave a review in iTunes, I'd also really appreciate it. Thanks for using some of your valuable time to join me today on APM Success.